ladies and gentlemen, welcome and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ball Is Not Life podcast. I'm your host, your co-host, and your favorite special guest, Ed Cotner Jr. And we're going to talk a lot about ball and just a little bit about life. Y'all know what time it is, baby. It's game time. Let's go. What's going on? What's good? What's cracking? What's popping? Hi, your mama, Nim. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome back. Ball is not life podcast. I want, I want to get my medal. All right. So hold on, baby. Give me just a second, okay? Let me get through my intro. <laughs> welcome to the Ball is not life podcast. I'm your host, Ed Cotner Jr. Um, this is a very, and very special. I'm Jaren Cotner Jr. And that's Jaren Cotner Jr. That's my bug. Um. Okay, baby, wait. I got to do my intro, okay? This is silly. Um, if this is your first time hearing this, you are about to experience someone so cold, man. That's my bug. And if you've been here before, y'all know the drill. Normally, I don't have a co-host. Okay, baby, hold on just a second. Normally, I don't have a co-host. I just sit here by myself. But I told her I was going to record, and she wanted to join me and tell y'all about her day. Y'all see we got the softball um, World Series going on behind us. Um, come here, baby. Come here real quick. Hurry up. Come on. You got to stay here. So we got to get her in here because she says she wants to visit with everybody and say hello. So go ahead and speak. How was your day today? Great. Great. Uh, did you go somewhere for T-ball today? Yep. Where'd you go? Um, I went to get my medal. She got her first medal. Let's go. Yay. 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 Everybody's excited. So for those of you who listening for the first time, you may be checking this out. You may have found me somewhere floating out there in the interwebs. Um, I am on Facebook Live, and so my daughter is excited to see herself and to be seen on Facebook Live. So, um, you want to show me your medal, or you want me to do it? Okay. And then after yeah. this, you got to go. Okay. Here, show the people your medal. Hold it right here. Boom. My baby got her first medal for T-ball today, and it just says uh, rookies. I won't say where, but rookies 2021 um, on the back. Okay, you need to go get ready for bath. Okay. And then you can come back when you're done. Thanks for visiting. She's out of here. Good times were had. Good day. Y'all know what it is, man. I, I'm on a break. I'm still on a hiatus. It's hard to not do this stuff with the playoffs going on and so on and so forth. So we're just going to get right to it. Nate Bjork and out of here. I'm never glad to see somebody lose their job. Y'all know the rules. But he going, yes, yes, Rory. It is a participation award. Again, for those of you listening for the first time, I answer the questions as I, as I see them. All right? I'm normal. Um. Yes, it is low kid participation award, and I'm fine with that. She earned it. She knows she earned it. And um, I'm planning on framing her first jersey along with one of her team pictures, and we're going to hang that medal up next to daddy's medals. So um, I'm all about celebrating stuff. Now, she understands winning and losing because she watches daddy win and lose. So best believe she understands the concept. But right now, we're yeah, we're taking all the medals and awards. Um. But anyway, man, Nate, Nate's out of here. A um, lot of tips, a lot of, I won't say tips, a lot of details are coming out about um, his first and only year as coach and what happened there. Um, I, You know, one one tweet that really stuck out to me, man, was him. It was a tweet from Jay Michael and it said that, uh, or somebody, and it was talking about how Nate, Nate didn't really have a solid coaching staff. And most, and I mentioned before in another episode, you can go back, there's 20 other episodes to listen to. <laughs> I mentioned before that if you look at the championship caliber teams, they have head coaching caliber assistants. So if you look at Nate McMillan, he was an assistant in Atlanta 
they fired their coach. They elevated Nate. Nate elevated the team, right? He's made Trey Young a much better point guard. Um, if you look at the staff out out in Brooklyn and what Steve Nash has around him between Jason Kidd and Mike D'Antoni and Jacques Vaughn, you got three former NBA head coaches, right? For for extended periods of time, these guys have been around the game. Two of those guys, at least to my knowledge, are point guards. So I think that was one thing that that Nate really failed with, man, was just the coaching staff. Like, no, I'm not listening as a fan. I'm not listening to Greg Foster. For what? It, like, like Calbert Chaney was good to bring home. But what what have you done? What have you shown me? He had a, a nice career in the league. Don't get me wrong. Much respect to Calbert Chaney, honestly. But I, I, I just, I don't know. So word on the street is that it's going to be Terry Stotts. Okay. I think that was something that we've known for a long time. I don't have anything against Terry Stotts. I think his time in Portland, again, another episode, previous episode, there's 20 of them if you listen to, go back. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with Terry Stotts. I think similar to Nate McMillan's tenure here in Indy, I think Terry Stotts' time was up in Portland. Um, there, There's a difference between a guy like Nate Bjorkman not being a good coach and guys like Terry Stotts and Nate McMillan coaching in, in places for a long time and being tenured coaches and just not being able to get over the hump. If you look at Dwayne Casey, what he did in Toronto – you just needed that coaching change, that new voice, just that quick change, and boom, Nick Nurse wins a championship. Now they had Kawhi, and you know that that team was was well put together. But it's amazing what can happen sometimes when you just get a different voice, a different philosophy. Again, you got to get a coach that players are willing to listen to, players respect. There, there's just so many things to it. I mean, I, I'm I'm no professional athlete, but I know that at the level of sports that I play, if somebody tells me they're a coach. I need you to know how to talk to me as somebody who has coached obviously little leagues, but still understanding how to work with people in general. I understand how to talk to certain players. Some guys I can go at a little harder. Some of the girls I play co-ed with, I got to be nice to and kind of coach them into some stuff. Right. So we'll see what the Pacers do. I'm not going to drag it out all day. I, I really believe Terry Sots is going to be the coach. They're already making the connection. I guess he graduated from Bloomington North and y'all know Indiana love him. Indiana connections, man. So, I think Terry Stott's been a respected coach will allow him to bring in uh, a more experienced um, and more reliable coaching staff as far as his assistants. You know, again, we could go on all day and beat the horse, you know, but but there's just no there's no point. There's a bunch of think pieces and articles and podcasts and everybody's talking about it. Right. So that is what that is. I'm just glad to be back behind this microphone. I'm not going to be here long, but I I've missed it. Um, the playoffs have been crazy i i left the nhl playoffs alone sorry <laughs> it's just been a busy time for me this this first week of school was kind of crazy this week actually ramped up quite a bit t-ball was wrapping up and we've been doing stuff for that and going to the indians game and my softball schedule still been kind of full so just a lot going on so it's kind of been nice to take a break but i see there are four people watching live on facebook and so i wouldn't care if there was anybody watching live i really hope that y'all listen to this and tell me why y'all hate LeBron James. Um, so for those of you who are watching this right now on Facebook, I need y'all to share this because I just want to know, and I'm hoping that somebody who hates LeBron is, well, I won't say as much as me because I don't hate the dude. I just want to know why people hate LeBron. This has been resting on my spirit for a long time. Uh, LeBron James is one of the most brilliant athletes to ever grace a professional sports stage. There's no question about it. You can hate him. You can love him. I don't care. When it comes to the business side of basketball and everything from his jersey change, his number change, 
to his, you know, team switching to to, you know, getting eliminated in the first round and then coming out and, and posting something about being the guy in the arena from Gladiator. LeBron James is the most brilliant athlete to me that I've seen. I'm I'm up for correction. I have no shame. Um, but at least I'll say recently, the most brilliant mind when it comes to getting to a check. LeBron talks and knows exactly what to say, when to say it, how to say it, and who's listening. Y'all share so much of Sports Center stuff that Skip Bayless has a job doing nothing but talking about the Cowboys and LeBron James. And it amazes me how we still continue these conversations about, and I always, it's always a Sports Center meme behind. It's like, damn, ESPN used to give us something. And now it's just like, just shit. Everything about it, it's just trash. Not everything, because Jalen Rose works for ESPN. And shout out to my personal GOAT. I know he's not the greatest of all time. Jalen Rose is my favorite pacer and one of my favorite all-time NBA players. Um, but I, uh, Rory, yes, LeBron has to be top 10, man. I don't I don't really have a top 10 if I ran. And I actually wrote this down. I'm going to do a, a, an episode about this at the beginning of next season. I think I'm going to save it. But LeBron has to be top 10. LeBron has changed the game in a way similar to way to to what Steph Curry changed it, right? To where I think you have to have like Kobe was as close as you're gonna get to Michael Jordan. Kobe being as close as you're gonna get to Michael Jordan. So like you have LeBron is next to Jordan. Is LeBron as good as Jordan? No. Jordan did, and we I, we could go on forever. Jordan was what six six, right? At that time, six six was big. Now seven footers, Kevin Durant, are handling the basketball. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world right now. I've said it before. I stand by that statement hardcore. Kevin Durant and his whatever he got going on up there is the best player in the world right now. I stand by that. Um, and it's debatable, right? There's a lot of great talent in the league, but just getting back to LeBron, Bron's got to be top 10. You got Jordan, you know, at least for our era, for my 36 years on this earth, Jordan, Kobe being Jordan one, Kobe one, a, cause I don't think rings define it, right? Kobe one, a, and then you have LeBron standing next to those guys. And a guy like Zion Williamson is going to be the next. LeBron, where you have a 6'8 monster who's athletic as all get out. Like Jordan was athletic, but Jordan didn't have the size. I hate the comparison between Steph Curry and LeBron. Well, Steph did this, LeBron did that. Steph Curry is 6'2 and a half, 6'3 tops. So you can't say what Steph Curry does and doesn't do compared to LeBron. They're different players. So Guys like Trey Young, guys like John Morant. These guys came up watching Steph. These young guards came up watching Steph. Guys like Zion, who've got that 6'8", 6'9", build, that freight train build, they're built to be more like LeBron James. So Zion is going to go up under Bron, just like Kobe went up under Jordan. Jordan was in a class all his own. Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, those guys are in a class all their own, right? This, that, 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 
crop of bigs from back in that day where there was no three seconds, where there was no goaltending, where they made a rule that Bill Russell couldn't dunk the ball, I think, at one point. Like, as the rules evolve and change, man, this stuff all changes. So I personally don't think there's a GOAT. If you have to have the conversation, LeBron James has to be top seven, maybe top five. I haven't, I'll, I'll write this down. LeBron has to be top five, without a doubt. Rings don't make up the discussion. Now, to get back to his business mind and, I, and me not understanding why people hate LeBron, Bron is a crybaby, but Bron uses that to get what he wants. We never saw Jordan and Kobe pout, right? We saw them get upset, but they just kind of went like this, right? And just kind of you grit your teeth and it's like, all right, I'm about to go get it. Whereas Bron is always looking for that call because he knows how to work it. Bron, pause. <laughs> Bron knows how to work an official. Just like Bron knows how to work social media. Bron knows how to make a statement in a post, in a, in a conference, in a, in a press conference that says, I'll never be 100% again. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, you know, my ankle bothering me, blah, blah, blah. You know, Bron knows what to do because the narrative is always there. When he got into it with Phoenix and they was, you know, hitting it with the salsa and everything, he told them, don't call me no bitch. Don't call me no this. Don't say this. Watch your mouth. Put some respect on my name. Brian has said several times openly, I'm the greatest of all time. He is not. I, I disagree with that. He's not better. I wouldn't take him over Kobe or Mike. I wouldn't. If given the option, I would take Kobe, Mike, Steph, KD. Just from my, from what I've seen. Give me Kobe, Mike, Steph, KD, and maybe Giannis. Because, again, Bron, Bron is there, but I wouldn't I – maybe I would take Bron over Giannis because Giannis can't shoot the ball. But, again, man, there's just – there's so many levels and layers to to what, to what the conversation. And I'm, I'm eventually going to – I wrote this down, like I said, at one point, and I scratched it, and I never got around to it. But I'm going to do an episode on this, and I'm going to write down and come up with my top ten. Because playoff P is going to be in there, too. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Paul George, out there stinking up the joint in L.A. I still like him. I don't know what it is about L.A. Paul George, but that boy been bad ever since he left Indiana. Sucks for the old. But I just want to know why people hate Bron. It, like, I've never seen – I won't say never. That, that's That's huge. That's a lot. I don't remember seeing someone get as much hate as LeBron James gets. I dislike Kobe Bryant for a long time, and I, I'm not, I've never been a Bron fan, but I also understand what Bron does and having the tickets and being in the building and watching Bron be great when it was time to be great. The dude is good, man, but never. And people talk about what he does with the school and all. I don't care about what he. I do care, but I'm talking strictly basketball. Bron has one of the best business minds when it comes to this game. I just don't know too many people that do it better than he do, that he does. Um, and we may not see it. We may not see it for a long time. When it comes to his marketing, you know, him marketing himself, you know, always being in charge, always. Bron's taking the heat and he's taking the glory. So I, I, I just really hope that somebody gives me an answer as to why we hate LeBron James so much. Because I really want to have this conversation. And a lot of the people that I want to talk to are in the softball community that are watching right now. Okay, so would you put Tim Duncan higher than LeBron? Um, No. 
I would not. And Tim Duncan, for a long time, was my favorite, favorite player. I always like the slow bigs because I'm a slow chubby dude. I'm a slow big. Um, Tim Duncan, never mind the fundamentals, Tim Duncan was a very calculated player. I love Tim Duncan's game. But Tim doesn't have – Tim doesn't have – that freight train or didn't have the freight train uh, freight train ability that LeBron had. Bron can get to a spot now. Bron's gonna get a foul because he's gonna flop his way to that. But everybody flops. That's an unfair thing to assess to just LeBron James. Like every player flops, every player embellishes, every player sells a call. You can you can call it what you want. Every player flops. Bron's problem is that he's six eight two eighty five. And one minute, he's getting up off the floor, shrugging his shoulders like he's Billy Badass. And then another time, he's letting DJ Augustin run him over in a playoff game. Again, that's the stuff that, for me, knocks you down a couple tiers when it, when you start talking about GOAT conversations. And I like this argument because I've seen it. And I always tell people, until you've been in an arena or you've been to a game where nobody on LeBron James' team scores more than 13 points, and he scores 40-some-odd points and carries the team to victory, it's one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen in my life. And it hurt because it was against us on our home floor. But you can't argue with the results. You just cannot. So, Tim Duncan never flopped. You're right. Tim was awkward at times, but he never flopped. But again, Tim Duncan's not hitting you with a step back. And LeBron's moves are so basic, bro. Left side, he's shooting. Right side, he's driving or flip-flop it, however it goes. He quickly, his, his step back is slow. He got the same tomahawk dunk. His, well, LeBron should be in the dunk contest every year. He's athletic. He's not like Gerald Green. Freaky quality, or freak like athlete, like freaky stuff, body build wise, and what like what he does. But dunk contest, no. But again, LeBron, it, I mean, he just gets it. I don't hate him, just don't like him as a basketball player. Respect him as a human being, just not as a hooper. Hey man, you. Yeah. I, I've I've just seen I've seen it too much. And ultimately I, I, I judge basketball like I judge music, right? You can make a great album, but if you can't get on stage and perform that album, you garbage. Even at this point, and I've said it before, like Chris Brown gets on stage and lip sync at, at, at almost every concert. But Chris Brown is gonna give you a show to where you don't give a damn if he's lip syncing because you know when he's singing and you know when he's not, but when he's not, he's busting his ass. Even when he is. He's still moving and doing his thing. It's the same way with basketball. You can sit and watch on TV all game, but until you're there and you see how a guy's working off the ball to get to a, to get open, or you see a guy, you know, get just make a move, and it's like, damn, how, how? I just I can't argue, and and I you know I'm not I, I'm not mad at anybody who dislikes him. Um, I guess my problem is that a lot of the people who dislike LeBron and a lot of the a lot of the Bron hate JP. I know you play ball, right? Like I know you watch the game. I know you're a fan of the game, right? There are a lot of people who saw LeBron get eliminated from the first round of the playoffs for the first time in his career, and 
were way too happy to see him fail. And I feel a way about that. And I don't think the right people are here. So I'm going to keep that feeling to myself for right now. That's why I said I want you all to share this like if you can and help me get this to the right people, because I just there are people who don't watch basketball. You don't even have to be a fan like I am. But there's people who don't even know two players on the Phoenix Suns roster. I won't lie. I can give you maybe the starting lineup off top of my head. But I I don't I don't understand that level of hate for somebody who you don't even watch. I just don't. Um don't hold back. <laughs> uh you know what? You're right. That's a good point. I'm a I'm a be blunt since we're not holding back. There's too many white people that like seeing LeBron James fail. And a lot of those people don't watch basketball. Thank you, Rory. I, I needed to do this and get this out. Y'all don't watch basketball. And you're entitled to love, hate, whomever you want. I'm not mad at you. I just want to know why. Because I'm reading the post just coming down my timeline. I'm seeing the tweets and it's like, you don't know the first thing about basketball. Ain't been to a game, ain't watched a game. Why you hate LeBron so much? What did LeBron do to you? Have you ever seen how great this dude is on the court? How, how great he can be on the court? Have you ever sat courtside and watched a player flip a switch and understand when that switch has been flipped? Have you ever been the cause of that, that switch? Because I have. It happened to me against Boston the very first time I ever sat courtside. I wasn't really feet on the floor courtside, but on my ticket, it was courtside. Three rows off the court, crossing the Pacers bench. Long story short, ran into a ticket, 60 bucks, boom. Ricky Davis torched us in the fourth quarter. I'll never forget that experience. Never. I'll never forget talking shit to Ricky Davis and Ricky Davis hitting a shot to tie the game in the fourth quarter and turning back and looking at me, me and the three other random people, and just being like, and going back down court to celebrate with his teammates. I'll never forget that. So I just don't understand. And it's not just white people because there's a lot of black people too. But the majority of the, like the vitriol, like the the rage, the anger, the hate, I'm talking, I'm not talking about he's a crybaby, he's a flopper, I'm over LeBron James. I'm talking about the borderline personal, sharing his commercials and all like the LeBron James chatter is coming from a group of people who I know for a fact don't watch basketball. Y'all don't watch high school, college, men's, women's. Y'all don't watch basketball. Y'all can't play basketball. I'm below average at this point in my career, but I will talk to you and bust your ass every once in a while. So I just don't understand why LeBron gets the hate that he does because stats are inflated. You know, the youngest player to do this and the most points. Well, yeah, he didn't go to college. So Jordan Bird, Isaiah, you know, uh, uh, even Oscar went to Cincinnati. Will all them dudes, man, they, you know, the ABA was a thing back in the day. So are we keeping separate stats? There's a lot. So I don't really buy into stats. But, man, I've seen with my own two eyes what that dude could do. And I, I just don't understand. And I really just want answers. I really just want to have a conversation. And it's tough because y'all talking to me. But <clears throat> there's a delay. Um, JP, the game has changed, bro. Tap in because it's fun. A lot more scoring. Um, a lot more shooting. It's a it's a totally different ball game. 
it's a totally different game right now, and it's fun. The Devin Booker is a John. I, man, I love John Morant, dog. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't afraid to say it. I love John Morant. I love what LaMelo Ball is doing. These young guns are coming in, man, and they balling. They fearless. Jaron Jackson playing with, 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 uh, with, um, shoot, with Ja over down in Memphis, man. Dude, what Trey's doing. Trey's a villain already. Madison Square Garden, your first time in the playoffs, telling people to be quiet. Villain behavior. I love it. I love what Luca did, man. He got put out. But these young bucks are coming. They own the way because it's their turn now. The Jokic's that got drafted in the second round and stayed overseas for a year. They coming, bro. Game is good. Game's in great hands. Game's in great hands. But, um, and Rory, maybe that's what it is. I see your comment because they don't like to see a black so successful in every aspect of the game. And that's what bothers me. Because my my hate, my disdain for LeBron James was always because I'm a Pacers fan. But it never upset me. And people who sat next to me may or may not remember. But I was like, this is the NBA playoffs. Although I'm not paying my money, if I were a paying customer, I want to see LeBron James go off. I want to see Paul George respond. I want to see you know, these guys hit big shots because I want to see my team respond and know that we have that team. I want to see Lance Stevenson just agitating the shit out of LeBron and then Brown respond and put us out. Right? Like, that's what that's why we watch. That's, that's, the, that's what a fan wants. You want the best. You want what happened, you know, now the Knicks got that ass ultimately after winning one game, but we show up to games, man, to see Roy Hibbert block Carmelo Anthony. Right. Because that was the ascension that the Pacers needed at that time to get to the next level. That's the play we all remember. We talk bad about Roy, but Roy made that block on Carmelo. And that's the play that put the Pacers to the next level. That's what you hope for as a fan when you walk into the building. You want the greats to do great shit. And then you want to see Melo go up like, oh, man, he about to break my heart. And you want to see your, your player go, not this time. When Reggie finally beat the Knicks to get to the finals, it was. A lot of things. When Peyton finally got past the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, it wasn't just the win. It's because my guy's finally good enough. My my team is finally good enough. We finally said enough is enough. And I know I'm kind of ranting here and kind of on a tangent, but I again, I just don't get it. His shoes are comfortable as hell if you just want to put them on. Now, to wear them and play ball in them is yeesh, tough. <laughs> bronze shoes are like bricks at least the 14s and 13s and 14s are the ones i bought i do not wear them um so if anybody has a kid that wants a good pair of lebron james shoes then i will gladly give them away um because i don't wear them but um man it, it just it just bothers me if you look at the majority of people that watch the nba they don't actually go to the game so they know they don't know what the life experience is like. I know. And, and that that's my whole point right there. That's why I want to know, like, why do you hate them? Because you're not there. And don't get me wrong. I was blessed to receive those free tickets. So I was there a lot more than I normally would have been. Right. But even still this season, like going to a couple games, I went to the Pacers heat game and the Pacers got smacked. And it was like, all right, this is just who we are. And then watching them battle in that last home game to try to get into the playoffs. Um, or to get to the play-in game, it was fun. It felt like Pacers basketball again. It, it kind of had that vibe, the crowd, the explosions when a big shot goes off. 
all the things started to happen. And so it's like, I, I remember those feelings. And Rory, like you said, they don't go to games. So how can you dislike a dude that you've never even seen in person? Because I hear the whispers about the China situations and all that. Talk to me about that, though. That's all I want to know. Because I, I just, I, I legitimately don't understand it. I cannot hate any man, for, for starters. But the way people hate LeBron, again, I'm somebody who could not stand Kobe Bryant. As I grew up, I understood Kobe Bryant's competitive drive, understood Kobe Bryant's respect for the game, respect for himself, respect for him teammates, his teammates, respect for those who came before him. Um, and I just understood the grind. That whole mama mentality floats around so much now, but he really lived that. He really did. So I can't hate a man that works that hard to be great. He's not, excuse me, these guys ain't just working. These dudes are really working to be great. So I'm I'm interested to see what Bron does next year. You know, he conveniently is changing his number to number six. Again, business move. He don't care about jersey sales and this and the other. It's because he's staying relevant at a time where he's irrelevant. He got eliminated in the very next day. Sports Center and ESPN was 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 promoting uh what's the movie? Space Jam 2. The very next day, there were tweets out, what if Bugs and LeBron didn't get along? Cutting promos like he's a WWE superstar. The dude is brilliant. Now, a week and a half, two weeks later, we into the next, we start in the second round, oh, I'm going to go ahead and change my jersey number. Playoffs about to start. Let me go ahead and drop this episode of More Than an Athlete or, or whatever his uh, the barbershop show is called. Sorry, I kind of like the show, but I haven't watched it in a while. The dude understands how to stay relevant. Let me go and drop this commercial for the first round of the playoffs that's going to run through the playoffs. Even when y'all don't see me on the court, I'm still on your TV. I'm still in your mind. I'm still in your conversation. Brilliant, man. Drives me crazy. Releasing a new shoe for the movie Space Jam. Because Jordan did it, right? Jordan had the 11s. So now we got the bronze dropping. Come on, man. We, need, we, we, don't, we don't even have to talk about what he's done for the city of Cleveland. But yet I see memes going around talking about, oh, he abandoned his city and betrayed his city twice. Betrayed? Last time I checked, he signed contracts. And when those contracts expire, he has the right to do whatever the hell he, he feels like doing. But go off about betrayal. Some of y'all switch softball teams every fucking week and don't nobody say nothing. <laughs> I'm going to leave that right there, though. But uh, I don't know, man. I just want to know why people hate LeBron. I said I wouldn't talk long, but I had to get that out. That's been stirring. I told you it's hard to not record, but I'm really trying to stay focused on what I'm doing. And uh, I had to come talk for a minute. So um, before I go, two quick things. Um, I'm going to end it on a, on a positive note. So I'm going to start here and say that you baseball fans – Y'all got to stop. Oh, pause. Time out. Because Rory just put a great comment. It's just like Hollywood actors that call the paparazzi when they go shopping so they can end up in newspapers. Bruh, the Kartrashians mastered that shit. Every time a new season was about to start, you had some magical drama with Tristan Thompson or something happened with Kim and Kanye. Bro, it's annoying as hell, but brilliant. 
because they're relevant even when they shouldn't be. There's nothing happening in the world. It's like Kanye West is losing his mind, and he, it's like you just see Chris Jenner in the background, the, pu- the puppet master, just doing her shit. Spot on, man. But um, real quick, you baseball fans, y'all got to sit down and shut up. Especially with these college kids and on down. If I hit a baseball that is thrown in my general direction, anywhere from 80 to 95 miles an hour. If I make contact and hit a foul ball, I'm celebrating. If I get a base hit, I'm celebrating. If I hit said ball with a wooden bat or any bat for that matter, and that object, that little small object that I had to watch come out of your hand from behind your back present itself to me and have about about a, a half a second, three quarters of a second to decide if I like that little object coming at me or not. And I find a way to make a decision to say, I like that pitch. I'm going to swing my bat at that pitch. And I managed to hit that pitch over 380 feet. I'm dancing, bitch. It ain't a celebration. I am dancing. You will know. My mama gonna know. Everybody's gonna know that I just hit that ball 380 plus feet. It's not easy to do. Again, softballers. Now, I know some of y'all kind of agree with this. So I'm gonna be nice. I just like talking about the softball community because it's a weird thing. Like, I'm always mad at softball people, but, like, I always want to fucking play. Like, FOMO is bad for me when it comes to softball. Knowing I shouldn't do it as much as I do, I'm always like, damn, don't nobody ever call me to play. But I've been getting some calls lately, and I am, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, But, dog, some of y'all be celebrating and doing bat flips and turning cartwheels. When we play – I wish I had a ball close. We play – the middle school version of a women's game. No disrespect to women, but it's a women's game. We And I can't compete at that level that you see behind me, so no shade at all. But somebody's tossing you this big yellow ball that everybody can see at a slow rate of speed. I'm celebrating when I hit that out. Sometimes. I usually don't. Depends on the situation because I I went yard last week and then I struck out. (laughs) I don't care. I have no shame. Um, But I'm not really one to celebrate my home runs in softball. Because I'm not good enough to do so, first of all. But I I know I can. But there's just no need. It's a home run in softball. Now, if I was running the bases, I'd be talking shit to everybody. But we don't run the bases, right? So, y'all, like we celebrating softball. Your teammates, yeah, way to swell up on one. Let's go. Let's go. Cool. And y'all expect a baseball player to not celebrate? And then we'll say, well, if I was the pitcher, he'd have one coming at him next time. Bitch, you hit me with a ball because I hit a home run? I'm beating your ass. There should be more fights in baseball. They fighting hockey all the time for nothing. Y'all padded up. You want to get mad at me because I want to admire the work that I, I put in work all my life to get to the major leagues. If I hit a home run? I'm going Jose Batista combined with Tim Anderson on your ass. I'm bat flipping, tossing, somebody getting a souvenir in the stands, catch this bat because it's coming. There's no way I'm not. 
I just I, there was another conversation on Twitter today when umpire came out, get out of here, and 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 made a dude you know who's kind of skipping down the first baseline and you know kind of yelled at him to go run the bases. Sorry, dog. He just wants to have fun. So another challenge to all the people who are baseball fans who feel like there's unwritten rules of the game. Well, my unwritten rule says I'm going to beat your ass if you come throwing a 95-mile-an-hour fastball at me because you mad because I hit a home run. Don't want me to hit a home run? Throw a better pitch. Become a better pitcher. It's the same thing in softball. You don't want that guy in left field to rob you of your home run. You don't want that guy in left field to, to make a sliding catch. Learn how to hit the ball. Learn how to hit a, a ground ball that, that'll get through something. Learn how to hit a line drive, just a smooth little poke. If you want to get better at sports, man, get fucking better. Drives me crazy. I'll never stop competing. I will compete as long as this body allows me, and God gives me the energy to do so. That is a promise that I've made to myself. I will always compete. I will always attempt to compete at shit. But you will rarely ever see me complaining about some shit that went the other team's way. Happened Monday. We got to the League Joe Championship. A lot of shit went wrong early. We just didn't hit the ball well at the end of the night. That was our third game. We were tired. They were a better team. They got us. Maybe they weren't a better team. Maybe they just were better in that moment, in that hour. They got us. You got to tip your hat. Congratulations. We'll see y'all next session. But, man, I... I I don't understand this unwritten rule stuff. Well, I, I throw a fastball at him. I think that guy deserves it. He, that's disrespectful to who? I don't give a damn about you. I'm celebrating myself and my accomplishment and my teammates. Pitchers strike people out. They celebrate. You watch the ladies behind me. When they strike a girl out, yeah, let's go. Catcher pops up, throwing the ball around the diamond, throwing it around the horn. Same thing in baseball. Pitchers walk off, talk. No, 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 no. But a batter can't celebrate the simple accomplishment of hitting a home run. I mean, y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. It's most definitely a celebration. Celebration, bitches. <laughs> Without a doubt. So I'm going to wrap up, man, on, on a much um, higher note. Personally, y'all, Tricafta got approved. For kids ages 6 to 12, I think, 6 to 11, 6 to 12. Now, I know that don't mean a lot to y'all, but, again, my daughter's been battling cystic fibrosis. I couldn't get it out. I was going to say CF. I got stuck. Um, cystic fibrosis, man, we we, we were diagnosed on, on day 10 of her existence on this planet Earth. And we have been battling this thing. And I thank God that my daughter has been healthy for the first four and a half years. We had a few little shaky moments. Um, early on, learning a lot, listening a lot. You know, our last Riley appointment, she started some new um, breathing techniques and exercises and things that they'll use to kind of monitor her bacteria levels and what her lungs look like and so on and so forth. So I, I am thoroughly, I, I'm beyond grateful for Riley and what they've done for, for us, um, for her, um, and for everybody, for everybody's families. But I, I, I so grateful. But to see the news today that Trikafta was approved, um, Jaren will be eligible next year. And, man, I'm not going to lie. I saw the news. I was home alone working, and it came across my phone, and I shed a tear. And I'm in a CF dads group, which is literally just dads, um, CF parents. And, and, man, reading the celebrations in that group, 
dog, amazing. You know, we all share pictures of our daughters and our and our, our kids, really. Some kids are older, some younger, whatever. We all talk about each other's kids and what we're doing. And, hey, my my six-month-old is getting fitted for G2. Are we getting a vest? Do y'all have this? What do y'all think? You're watching these parents, these dads. We don't, as men, we don't get the space. We don't get the space. So to find a space where we can be men and not feel like it's less than to discuss our kids and how our love for our kids and how we want to keep them here dope and so necessary so to watch the celebratory statuses and posts and comments today did something to me um so she's eligible next year she'll be five this year um next year she'll be six lord willing and uh we'll be eligible i don't know if we'll do it you know it's very expensive when y'all we talk about fundraising and that kind of thing man i think tricafta is if i'm not mistaken don't quote me on this um, it might be around $300,000 a year. I could be wrong and I should have pulled that up, but Tricaft is very, very expensive. I got a $600 bill sitting here right now on the desk, on my desk waiting to be paid. And, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, this is just for like one month of Orcambi right now. So understand, man, like this shit is astronomical. So if anybody going through something, man, metal, you know, medically, healthcare wise, I get it. I see y'all. I feel y'all. I don't want to talk about it, but dog, this shit is expensive. Um, so you know, we're gonna find a way. You know, we didn't fundraise this year, and everything that we do fundraise, we don't keep. I've said it before, we don't keep it. We push that shit out to the CF Foundation. So this this day. Today's actually the anniversary to, from two years ago. We did our first CF walk, our first Great Strides walk. Um, and the love and support was dope. I, I, you know, can't say that enough. But but it's dope. My daughter, you know, always had a chance. But it's amazing that at, at five, six years old, she's about to get treatment that some people never got to see. My daughter's about to get treatment that people have it, it literally track after is changing lives. And if y'all want to leave, y'all can leave. I, I understand it. But this drug is literally taking inhalers out of CF patients' hands. It is empowering these people to go swimming, to go running, to go hiking. PFT, you know, our, the lung performance test, PFTs are up over 100 again where it's just no way to – There's no. there's been no fix for this thing. And Trikafta is not a cure, but it's as close as we've been. Jaron, thank God, you know, has the, the right genetic mutation. She's got two copies of the gene that's necessary. Um, Granny, there she is. Hey, Granny, love you. Um, Jaron's got two copies. You got to have at least one copy of the Delta F508 gene. Jaren has two copies of that gene, which kind of activate the CF in her system. And so I believe she has the most common genetic mutation. This can get boring, so forgive me. But she is eligible with her genetic mutation. There are people out there who are not. Canada, there's a guy in the CF Dads group who was like, man, congrats to y'all. We are in Canada waiting. I don't know about the European status, but we are blessed we are excited. 
y'all know I love my daughter more than absolutely anything in this world. And I would do anything for her. Um, and so this piece of news has been huge. But we're not done. We will keep fighting. We will fundraise again next year. We're not trying to look for nobody's money. We just want to make sure people can live and literally breathe. Literally breathe. This thing affects her lung function. Every now and then we can tell. Every, when she cries a lot, you can tell she can't really. But it takes, she's got to get worked up. It takes a lot. We made it through T-ball with no issues. Thank God. Man, I'm, man, I'm just so grateful for my daughter's health. I really am. So I'm going to wrap up on a good note, um, on a positive note, some positive energy. It's all positive. It's all just talk. I'm glad to be doing this. I think this is going to be a special episode. I may push out the next episode a little bit. Um, I'm only a week into school, but I got a 97% so far. <laughs> I'm not going to post updates every week about that either. But um, I'm actually going to stop this and get back to work. So I just wanted to do this episode. I had to talk about Nate. I had to talk about LeBron, some stuff going on. Um, obviously, Jaron and Trikafta, that's going to be a thing over here in the next year and a half or so. We actually go to Riley here in a few weeks, so I'm sure we'll be talking to them about that um, and maybe starting some prep work and getting her body and her system ready to get whatever she needs with Trikafta. So we don't know. We don't know anything. All I know is today I shed a tear because it was some positive news for not just Jaron Lee Cotner Jr., as she said earlier, but for people fighting CF around the globe. It's a blessing, man. So thank y'all, as always, for listening to me. Thank y'all for supporting my daughter, man. I, I, man, too good. Too good. All right. Y'all want something to check out? Check out DJ Maestro um, on 100.9. Look him up. He's been on the radio. Go check out Yellow House Vibes. Stay out here on Good Morning America. Check out DJ Dave on, on Twitch. Micah's on Twitch. I don't know. I think it's just Fit Gal Sal on Twitch. Y'all go check out everybody. There's enough room for all of us to eat and have fun. If y'all want money, go make money. I don't want money. I just want y'all attention to y'all time and have some fun. Okay? So, with that being said, I'm about to get back on some of this homework because this week is ramping up a little bit. I love y'all. I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart if you missed the intro for those of you on facebook live go back and watch the beginning jaron did make an appearance um with that being said until next time bye